0: DJ P.K., it's 97.5 and 12.80, the zone. Time to welcome in David Nixon, former BYU linebacker, and he joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Sprint makes it safe and easy to get what you need online. Please visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. David, good morning.
1: DJ, how you doing? We're
0: doing well this morning. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Just... uh... You know, look excited for a nice weather day. I think it's going to be a, you know, this morning's going to be nice. Head out for some golf, you can enjoy the links, and eat up this uh this this nice day.
0: So we have multiple questions for you, but let's start with this one and uh, Taysom Hill. And when you hear the reports that uh, they think they might have another Lamar Jackson, there's another Lamar Jackson. I kind of thought he was one of a kind. Another Lamar Jackson. What do you think? <laughs>
1: I mean, listen, uh, with with how close I am with Taysom, uh, I, I buy into the hype. I mean, uh, you know, I, was, I had a front row seat to his career at BYU. And then, of course, uh, what he's been able to do with the Saints. And I, I can, you know, I, obviously with what they paid in this offseason, they they do believe they have kind of next ex-Lamar Jackson. They've got a guy they can use, utilize as a weapon, put him back there as a starting quarterback eventually, and uh, let him do his thing. So uh, I, I'm excited for him. Obviously, the, the contract was a big indicator of, of, like I said, of what they believe in him. Um, and the coaches pretty much indicate to him that he's, he's the second stringer this year and it's, it's his job if, if something were to happen to Drew he's, he's the next guy up and so um, I think he's pretty excited heading into the season uh, if there is a season I think there will be a season but it uh, has to be determined but um, for right now I think he's in a great position there in New Orleans
2: uh, Hold on a second here David I just need to, to have something here the Jazz have put out a statement that Jerry Sloan has died so I want to put that out there it's obviously uh, a tough situation there. Uh, but anyway, I felt that was uh, needed to be said right now. Uh, getting back yeah, to... I was
1: going to say, I heard that um, his health wasn't wasn't great. I think Carl yeah. Malone or something had, had mentioned to have everybody reach out. It's that's, uh, that's actually terrible news for you know, here in Utah. I, I didn't grow up a jazz fan, but since moving here and going to college, I have. And uh, I've seen Jerry Stone at events and whatnot. And definitely the legend. So... Um, Uh, Rest in peace to him and prayers out to his family.
2: Absolutely. Well said, David. Thank you for saying that. Uh, I I think most people know, if they don't, that uh, your sister married Taysom, so when you say you're close to him, obviously you have a a relationship there, and you've had that for a number of years. I mean, this kid is a a -a one-of-a-kind athlete. There's no question about that. It's just amazing to, to watch him just... Run, jump, do all the stuff that he has uh, been able to do. Uh, what have you seen from him to be able to develop himself into potentially having the opportunity? At least, according to what we're hearing with Sean Payton, as far as him being a starting quarterback in the NFL. Well,
1: you got to go back to his college days and, and remember that uh, you know this is a kid who almost every single off season was rehabbing. So while most other quarterbacks in the country are sitting there working on their crafts, refining their skills, this is a guy who's just trying to get his, health, his body healthy um, and, and going through surgeries and taking time. And so in college, he didn't have a chance to go out there and, and spring ball and really compete and, and get better as a quarterback because he's too busy in the training room trying to get his body healthy after basically sacrificing it week in, week out, uh, the quarterback. And so now that he got to the NFL, he's been relatively healthy. He's had a few deans here and there. Um, uh, but he, and frankly, he's had less exposure. Uh, he's not playing 70, you know, plays a game of quarterback. He's playing more like 20 uh, as, as kind of a utility man and on special teams, et cetera. So less exposure to, to get to get uh, hurt. But um, nonetheless, he, he's he's maintained a healthy body, and he's been able to work as a quarterback. And frankly, he's in a great offensive scheme with Sean Payton. And uh, Sean Payton, is, if you know him about, you know, as offensive coordinator, the head coach, he's a guy who gets very creative um and and uh he's crafted an offense around Taysom and 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 if you look at Taysom's utilization year in year out it's he's become more and more involved in the offense every year and so um you know I I think Sean when you look at Sean talking about Taysom I think he realizes uh he's got this he's referred to as like a shiny new toy um something that he can go out there and and kind of play with and craft and uh, that's the great thing about Taysom. I think he's got the qualities of an NFL quarterback, but you can also utilize him as a receiver, as a runner, and can kind of put him anywhere on the field. So, um, you know, I think this year will be a big year for Taysom, being the number two uh, behind Drew, continue to learn from him, uh, and then prep him for, for this next year. I mean, I will say this in the NFL and college, the, the jump between being the third stringer and the second stringer is huge. You get a ton more reps. And so it's a little unfortunate the OTAs obviously have been scratched because of uh, what's going on. So he hasn't had those quality reps, but uh, come fall ball, I I know he'll be excited to get out there and, uh, like I said, get those reps.
0: So I'm curious to what you said there, because I totally agree with you about second and third string. It's a huge jump. And when I saw the deal Taysom got, I thought he's the second string guy. But Jameis Winston comes in on a one-year deal. He's got to be thinking he's the second string guy. Do you have any insight into what those guys have been told, how that might
1: play out? Yeah, I'll just say this. I think when you look at the contract amounts, uh, the NFL, it's all about money, and and they value and they basically can tell you how much you're worth based off what they pay you. Uh, Tayson's on a two year, twenty one million dollar deal, so uh, you know about nine, ten million dollars, 10, 10 and a, half a year. You know when you mess with the guaranteed money, um, when James Winston's on a one year deal for one million, right? So uh, Tayson's getting paid nine, ten times as much. So it's, it's pretty, pretty. Uh, pretty strong case that that is the second stringer, and uh, I think it's pretty obvious in, in that sense. With that being said, uh, it's hard to, to put aside what, what James has done. Yes, he struggled last year with the interceptions, but as a guy who, who threw for over 5,000 yards. So he's got real-time NFL experience as a starter, um, and I think that's something that quarterback group can draw on. Um, but ultimately, I think when the franchise, when you look at Drew as being pretty much as last year as they've all announced. Uh, that, you know, they're, they're looking to the future. And I think the contract lengths and the contract amounts uh, indicate where they're headed.
2: Do you know that, uh, given the fact that you just put with all the stuff that you just said, how much they intend to use him then on the other stuff outside of quarterback?
1: No, and I think that's still kind of up in the air as well. I, I know that they want to continue to put him on the field. Uh, I think I read something the other day how Sean Payton says, I mean, when, you, when Taysom goes on the field, our whole team lights up. Everyone comes off the bench. They want to see what he's going to do next. And, and I was down there for uh, the playoff game this past year against the Vikings. And uh, the stadium was dead. I mean, the, the, the Saints couldn't move the ball. And all of a sudden, Taysom sparked with back-to-back big plays. And the play split up. And, and that's the type of player that Taysom is and the capability he has. He can turn the game on his head that quickly with a big run or a big pass, wherever it may be. Um, because he's so versatile. So, you know, I, I think the, the team rides around him in that sense, so it's hard to keep him off the field even though he is the number two. And frankly, I think that's probably why Jameis Winston is there is for some, you know, surety in case Drew goes, does go down. You've, you've got two guys that can come in instead of just one. Um, and so, you know, I think they'll continue to rotate him in and, and keep on the field because he's too valuable to not put on the field. Um, but, you know, knowing, like I said, with what's going on in the future, I bet you they safeguard him just a little bit more.
0: You know, as you check his numbers, uh, check Taysom's numbers, uh, the completion percentage is always the issue. And in the NFL, because of the blitzes and the pressure and trying to keep quarterbacks healthy, there are a lot of short throws that can be high percentage throws, but they really do judge you on that accuracy going down the field. What has Taysom done to try and improve that? What will he continue to do to try and improve that? And I have heard from people say that is one of the hardest things for a quarterback to improve.
1: Yeah, you know, going back to his the off-seasons and those preseason games, um, if you go back and look at the film, he actually has great touch on the ball. And this is something that I think he has developed as he got to the, the league. You know, better coaches as far as uh, quarterback-specific coaches. Not that BYU doesn't, but, um, you know, when you get to the NFL, you're 24-7, each sleep, drains football. Um, and the coaches are the same way. And so um, I think he's had some good mentors in that respect. Uh, but, uh, you know... I like I guess I look back to his preseason games, which once again I know he's going against sometimes second and third string defenses. Um, but he's he's done a great job. I think the one game he was sixteen of twenty throwing, um, and and a few others he's he's done j- just as well. So I think that's something he continues to develop. He understands that he's got uh, strong points in his game and points he got to work on. And that's something that you know, Taysom. If you know Taysom, he's one of the most competitive kids I've ever been around in my life. Um, and I've been around a lot of a lot of athletes, and uh, is a kid that understands he's got to refine his craft and work his craft and. Uh, that's something he does constantly. So um, I'm sure he'll get that all figured out and handled. I know when people look at the numbers, it takes, he doesn't have a lot of attempts uh, in the NFL in the regular season. Uh, and when he does, maybe it's not what, up to par what they think. But keep in mind that when he does come in, sometimes it is gadget plays where he's throwing a 50-yard bomb and he's trying to stretch the field a little bit and draw a downfield. So those numbers can be skewed and, and maybe don't show the whole picture. But, um, but, I mean, like I said, this next season is going to be a big season for him, especially with – with the fact that he'll, he's probably going to get more reps at quarterbacks um, to kind of try to try to phase him in towards next year. Uh, and, um, you know, he'll have more opportunities to showcase his talents, and I think he's up to the task.
2: His talents really are enormous, as I was saying. I'm, I'm interested to see how, how it will be. I really hope the opportunity comes, and it looks like it's going to be here, whether it's uh, this year, next year, whenever it is. How is he going to be? When he's in that pocket, because the NFL, you need to be able to be in the pocket. You need to be able to move around, obviously, but you need to be able to throw. But this guy is such an unbelievable runner that I get why he would think, oh, I can take off because I could beat this guy and this guy and this guy, because usually he can. So how is he going to be able to find that balance between being able to throw and knowing that, hey, I'm faster and bigger than most of these guys that are trying to chase me?
1: Well, I think his mentality changes a little bit. In fact, we've talked about this. I mean, the difference from going from college to NFL, uh, the linebackers, D line, uh, the secondary is is huge. I mean, it, these guys are all fast, and they they can all track you down, and they'll put a, they'll put a hit on you uh, if, if if they get to you. And so he understands that. I think. Um, you know, moving forward, when the time does come, he understands he's going to have to sit in the pocket. He can't just take off every time because eventually your body is just wear down, right? You can't take that many hits in a game. Um, but it is tough when it's fourth, you know, third and four and, and you need four yards to pick up. He's got the ability to make one, two guys miss easily and get a first down with his legs. Uh, the question is, can he be patient and sit in that pocket? Uh, I, I think he can. I think Sean Pay will design plays that allows him kind of a two way go, uh, to get out there and, and hopefully complete a short dig of sorts and then get out and run as well. But, um, you know that's that's to be determined, but uh, you know I, I think that Sean has, he has the perfect recipe for chasing. He's been around him for three years now, um, and he knows exactly how to utilize them. So they'll figure out a way to, to to make it all work.
0: David, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for coming on this morning. We're all looking looking forward to the start of football season and see how this plays out. Thanks a lot.
1: Yeah, likewise. Thanks, guys.